Welcome to the Remnant Church. Amen. Glad to see each and every one of you here. And um, you, you glad to rest for a second? It's only 1113, y'all. It's only 1113. And uh, we don't always worship and pray that way. Um, but you know, when the Holy Ghost says go, you go. And when he says you got to get the yuck off, you got to get the yuck off. Amen. And I appreciate those faith-filled uh, prayers. And it is a it is a good time in 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 uh, history to be a believer. Amen. It is a good time to be a Christian. Amen. I don't think there ever was a bad time. I don't think being a Christian is good, but it is a good thing to be a believer. Amen. And uh, we've been talking about increase. We're doing Operation Increase. It's a uh, series that uh, God gave pastor, and, and we've, been, we've been talking about increase all different kinds of ways. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, about increase, and, and uh, I got to thinking about it, and if you'll amen really good and strong, I will not preach for an hour. Amen. <laughs> Ooh. I'll preach for 50 minutes if that's all you got. Hey, if you do good, I'll be out of here in like 25. You believe that? Well, God's already preached. Listen, you ain't got to have, listen, he's already done good. So uh, I've been thinking about ways to increase. And, and, and if you're going to increase in any system, you've got to understand its language. You've got to understand its ways. And I think sometimes Christianity can be frustrating for a lot of people. It's been frustrating for me in seasons of my life uh, when, when, when I don't see the increase that so many people talk about, amen, the blessing of God and the peace of God and, and, and right, hundredfold in my bank account. Like, where is that at? You know what I mean, God? What, what's going on? And, and I think sometimes if you don't understand the language of a system, how a system works, then you won't prosper in that system. You know what I'm talking about? And the kingdom has a system. The kingdom of God has a way that is set up for its uh, people to prosper. And we've got to understand what that system is. We've got to understand what that language is to be successful in the kingdom. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a successful Christian, right? Like, like uh, my, one of my first jobs whenever I got married, I worked at Jason's Deli. Jason's Deli, right? Anybody eating Jason's Deli? Boom, that tomato bezel soup. Slap your mama good, Right? Jason's Deli, and, and my first job, I made $27,000 a year, right? I thought that that was like, I didn't even know what I was going to do with that much money. But I figured out after they work you 85 hours a week, take out <clears throat> insurance and all that good stuff, I was making like $1.50 an hour. And it really wasn't that much money. But I walked into uh, Jason's Deli the first day, and they're training you. And, and uh, I didn't know this, but there was a, a, a language that that... that, that restaurant spoke, its employees spoke, there was a system that was set up that if you didn't understand the language, you would not succeed. I'll never forget, I was, they, they were teaching me how to make sandwiches, right? They were like, you just make the simple sandwiches, like turkey sandwich, ham sandwich, right? You can't mess that up. It's going to say it right there on the ticket. Turkey sandwich with mustard, tomatoes, and onions. Can't mess that up, right? And I'm like, sweet. And so I get there, I'm, I'm ready to make my first sandwich, and, and they pass the ticket down, and the ticket says, Turkey sandwich, mustard mayo, 86 tomatoes. 
said, dang, this person really likes tomatoes. 86 tomatoes. I looked at my manager and I said, hey, man, we don't even have 86 tomatoes. And he says, no, 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 not 86 tomatoes. He called me a name. I won't say in church. He wasn't a believer. And uh, he said, not 86 tomatoes, you silly boy. He said, 86 in the restaurant world means cut. Don't put them on the sandwich. Any restaurant people in here? Michael Hunt's got my back this morning. So it was a turkey sandwich, cut the tomatoes. No tomatoes. But unless you understand the language of that system, unless you understand the way it's set up, you would think just the opposite. Not only do they not want to put tomatoes, but my God, they love tomatoes. 86 of them to be exact. Whenever they would get the food, whenever the first day I was there, whenever they would get the food, uh, they would make your sandwich all the way down and you know, it gets down to the end. That's what they called it, the end. And, and it gets on the red tray and your sandwich is there, your soup's there, your pickle spear, peppermint, spoon, napkins, the whole nine yards. And once it's there, the guy on the end would say, can I get a run? And I'd be like, you got to run at this job? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> no, I'm not jogging. And they were like, no, 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 silly boy. That just means, can you get this tray and take it to the people at their table? Can I get a run? Right? So you can see how it took some learning for me to be successful in this system. The kingdom of God is no different. Just because you become a part of the kingdom doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in the kingdom unless you learn to think the way God thinks, unless you learn the language of the Holy Spirit, the language of what God says. Because sometimes God's saying, cut the tomatoes, and Christians are putting 86 tomatoes on there. Right? It is a language. If you're going to accomplish anything in the kingdom, you've got to learn the language. God is obsessed. He is obsessed with us succeeding in his kingdom. He is obsessed with us increasing in his system. Do you believe it? Do you think God wants us to to become a Christian and flail around and fail and mess up and be frustrated? Is that what God wanted for us? Absolutely not. He wants us to increase. He doesn't only want us to increase. He's obsessed with us increasing. Obsessed. He obsesses over us increasing in his system. Everybody say, in his system. system. Isaiah 9, 7 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I love it. His, His kingdom is set up and it's based on increase. He wants his children, he wants his followers, he wants his people to live a life of increase, a life of blessing, Amen. He wants us to live that way. Luke 2.52 says Jesus lived this way. It says Jesus increased, everybody say increased, in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. 3 John 2 says, beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things. What does he want you to prosper in? All things. And then he even gets specific and says, in your health, even as your soul prospers. He wants you to have a healthy mind. He wants you to have a healthy body. He wants you to have a healthy spirit. He wants you to prosper in all things. Amen? 
Ephesians 3.20, one of Howard's favorite verses. It says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Does that sound like increase to you? Wow. Above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. If we're not seeing this kind of increase in our lives, it might be because we don't yet understand the language of the kingdom. We're putting too many tomatoes on the sandwich when he's saying there's not supposed to be any tomatoes. How many say, I want to learn the language? I want to learn the language. This, this message is really just a, a foundational message. I'm going to preach it uh, next week as well. And, and we're going to get into some more of the, the nitty gritty, as Nacho would say. But right now, we're just going to lay a foundation. We're just going to learn the language, and then we'll talk about it. <clears throat> so what is this language? How is the kingdom of God communicated? Amen. If you look at the kingdom, if you look at the way Jesus communicated, the ideas that he communicated, the, 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 the things that he did when he stepped onto the scene, the way he lived his life, there is a word for the way he lived his life, and that word is paradox. Everybody say paradox. 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 The kingdom is communicated to us, communicated to us in a paradoxical kind of way. And if we don't understand that, then we will not increase in a kingdom system. So what is paradox? Paradox, check this out. Paradox is a statement that seems to contradict. I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. Don't, don't lose me in the next four minutes and you'll understand what I'm talking about. A statement that seems to contradict itself, but it reveals a deeper truth through its contradiction. I'm going to say that again. A statement that seems to contradict itself, but it reveals a deeper truth through its contradiction. Paradox is a powerful tool that poets, playwrights, authors, communicators, that they all use to reveal deep truths, right? Shakespeare said this in Julius Caesar. He said, cowards die many times before their deaths. Now that's paradox, right? Why? Can you die before your death? No, that contradicts itself, right? But he said in order to reveal a deeper truth, cowards die many deaths before they die. So what does that mean? That means you might be, if you're a coward, you might be alive, but you're not living a, 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 a prosperous life, amen? Every single time you cower down, you're, you're dying a little bit more. He's trying to show us, what he's saying is, don't be a coward, it stinks, right? Here's some more examples of, of uh, paradox, of, of people th- things people say that, that are examples of paradox. Listen, you've heard people say this before. Bruce says this now that he's retired. It's hard work doing nothing. No, I'm just kidding, Bruce. I love you. That was, so, that was rude, wasn't it? That was rude. I'm sorry. It's hard work doing nothing. The two seem to contradict themselves, don't they? How about this? Youth, Bruce says this too, youth is wasted on the young. Does that make any sense? No, but it reveals a deeper truth that whenever you get older, my God, you would, you'd use your youth a lot better than you did when you were a youth, right? How about this one? The more we know, the less we understand. Bruce gave all of these to me. The last one was definitely from him. Here it comes. You ready? Her silence was deafening. 
I don't know about you, but in my house, I would much rather get screamed at. Bro, you know, you know you done messed up, but she's just like. I'm like, no, 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 yell. Yell. Why aren't you yelling? Do something. Zoe looks at me, she's like, Dad, you really messed up. You really messed up, right? Her silence is deafening. Right? There's all these, these contradictory ideas that, 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 that at first glance, they seem not to make any sense, but they're really communicating something to us that's deep. It's saying something that's true. Amen? Are you understanding what paradox is? So this is how the kingdom has been communicated to us. Oswald Chambers says that, that the kingdom has been communicated to us in, check this out, I love the way he talks, furious opposites. Furious opposites. I wish I said stuff like that. Furious, I would just be like, it's opposite. No, he would say it's a furious opposite. That's the way the kingdom has been communicated to us, in furious opposites. And if we don't learn to embrace this paradoxical way of the kingdom, we will not thrive as Christians. Amen? Amen. Take John 3.30, for instance. How many of y'all say, I want to increase in the kingdom? Are you sure? It says, he must increase. This is uh, John the Baptist talking. John the Baptist has been the man right? It says, he must increase, but I must decrease. So John the Baptist is saying the way to bring increase is to decrease. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. Paradox, to increase, decrease. I'm just looking at y'all's faces. <laughs> this message is lame. Paradox. Lame means cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I thought I needed to increase to increase. No, no, no. That's a different kingdom. The kingdom of God says decrease to increase. Less of me, more of him. The world says more of me, more of me. If I want to go up, then I need to promote myself. <clears throat> so with that idea of increase, everybody have increase in their mind? Because I'm going to say some words right now. You've got increase in your mind. You've got hitting home runs in your mind, scoring touchdowns in your mind, right? You have got putting points on the board, right? You have got winning the fight in your mind, increase. You've got your bank account bling blinging, right? Is that what y'all, is anything y'all said right now? So now I'm going to say some words. With increase in mind, I'm going to say some words, and we're going to talk about how we feel about these words. <clears throat> Little. Servant. Increase, right? Foolish. Weak. Last place. Humility. Lose, like if something is lost. Poor, broken, death. How many of y'all are excited about increase right now? Right? So a part of me cringes 
Because everything I just read were Bible words for increase. They were kingdom ways of increasing. But how come, if I'm going to be completely honest, because I know some of y'all were ready to jump out of your seats when we read those words. How come part of me cringes? Part of me cringes when I read these words. If you want to be great, become a servant. His strength is found in my weakness. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. There is a part of me that when I, when I see the kingdom way of increase, I cringe. I'm just being honest. How about these words when we think about increase? Big, great, wise, strong, winner, proud, find, rich, whole life. Those words sound better to me. Those words sound like increase to me. But if you're looking at it through the eyes of the kingdom in a paradoxical kind of way, those words don't represent increase. Those words represent increase in the kingdom of the world. In the world system, those are the words. And see here, why is it that when I read those words, a part of me goes, yes, yes, that's it, Colby, that's what you need. That's what you need. You need to be great. You need to be wise. You need to be strong and proud and you want to find things. You want to be rich. You want to be whole. You want life, don't you? But those aren't the way to increase in the Bible. Next week, we're going to talk about some of these specifically. But before we do, I've got to find out why I cringe at God's ways. Why, why whenever I, I, I see that he who wants to become great must first become your servant? And I close my eyes and I imagine me being a servant, and it's just not that cool. When, when, when I imagine myself that to find my life, I have to lose it. I don't want to lose my life. I like my life. So before I can step over into this kingdom system and understand its language, I've got to figure out why I'm still putting tomatoes on the sandwich that says it don't want any tomatoes. Why am I still chasing after this great life when the Bible says just die? And that's, that's, where, you, that, that's where you lose me. I won't even beat up on y'all this morning. That's where you lose me. I'm like, die? I don't want to die. And then you got the preachers who are like, die daily. Like, you die daily. I want to live. I want to win. That was a reference to Nacho Libre, for those of you that missed it. So before we can go jump into all these paradoxical ideas, the way of living in the kingdom, we've got to silence this thing that cringes at God's ways. We've got to silence this thing that, that, that thinks that maybe its plan is better than God's plan. Right? Are y'all with me? I'm, I'm working on like an hour and a half sermon right now based on y'all's response. Maybe two. So, 
in Greece. So, so what part of me is it? See, we, we've got to learn to live like the kingdom lives because, y'all, the world is an opposite system. It is a backward system, and it is screaming so loud. The world system is the one we were raised in. It's the one we were taught by. We were tutored by it. We were, we were brought up in it. We don't even have to try to function in the world system. We are professionals. And then this crazy thing happens. We get born again. And the preacher talks about this wonderful, glorious, beautiful life that you're going to have once you serve Jesus. And, and then you begin to discover some of the truths of what he's talking about. And he's using some of these nasty words like servant and foolish and weak. And you're going, wait a minute. That's not what I thought this was. I thought that this was just going to take my strength and make it stronger. I thought that this was just going to take my wisdom and make it wiser. No, it's not. So right now in our world, y'all, do you see some of yourselves uh, getting sucked into, I'm talking to Christians right now, you get sucked into the ways of the world? Especially on social media. Right? Y'all, I can feel the, 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 the vortex of force sucking me towards it every time I look at my phone. And I'm like, I want to respond. I want to defend. I want to get involved. I got to stand up. My voice has got to be heard. I got to make a difference. <laughs> right? I feel the world system calling my name. I feel it. I even called my dad and I told him I can feel it. I was like, man, it's pulling me. I'm fixing to freak out on these fools. Fixing to lose it. Fixing to go off. Just chill out. It's not the way of the kingdom. That is the way of the world. But it's embarrassing whenever Christians get sucked into, it seems like a right way of living, like a, like a forward way of living, but it's actually backwards. Right? We get sucked into living after the world's kingdom and not after the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is flipped. Pastor preached about it just the other day. It's, it, 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 it doesn't say punch back. It says turn your cheek. It is a different way of living. And we've got to understand how to live that way. So what is this part of me that doesn't want to live that way? I'll tell you what it is. Galatians 5.16. It says, so I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I'll never forget that verse because me and Rachel one day, we were in Bible school. We were dating, right? Holy relationship. <laughs> Holy relationship. And, and we're in Bible school and, and we, were, we, we had gone to town to, to, together to get some cheeseburgers or something. Evidently, that was the appearance of evil, right? And this, this older guy, staff member, he stopped us and he said, you know, y'all shouldn't be going to town together. He said, Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I'm like, dude, I just got a burger, bro. I just, I just got a burger. And he's like, burger. That's what you call it, burger. I'm like, no, seriously. So anyways, we got really offended and mad. So I always remember that verse, so I'm grateful to him for doing that. 
so I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What is this thing that cringes in me at God's ways? For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. In the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. See, one of them is the captain of the world's kingdom. And one of these things is the captain of God's kingdom. Amen? Which captain are you listening to? But listen, check this out. It's flesh and spirit. Then it says, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. There is a war raging. Maybe you don't know about it. There is a war raging. And your spirit is screaming at you to live this life of paradox. To live this backwards, uh, upside down way of thinking. And your flesh is saying, dude, just go with the flow. Do what you've always done and be a Christian. It's cool. No, not cool. It's not cool. Because that is the way to frustration in Christianity. That is the way to not increase in his setting. Your flesh is saying, put 86 tomatoes on the sandwich. And your spirit is saying, cut the tomatoes. So we've got to understand, listen, I used to feel guilty because I would hear preachers talk about dying daily and, and, and becoming weak so that he could be strong. And I, and, and I would literally be like, I don't like that. Maybe serving Jesus isn't all it's cracked up to be because that sounds lame. But was that me? What was that? My flesh. It was the part of me that was interpreting God's ways in another language. It was trying to get me to understand if God was speaking in reverse, it was trying to get me to hear it forward. Y'all ever heard that? And that's what I would hear when the preacher was talking. Preacher's up there preaching the gospel, the good news. And I'm like, this is bad news. I've got to die. I've got to be weak. I've got to lose my life. I've got to, oh my gosh, I have to give everything away. That's the way I heard it. And, and, and so what I was hearing, the preacher was actually preaching the right way, but I was hearing it flipped in reverse according because my flesh was interpreting that way because it is completely opposed to anything that is for God. And so I was just hearing, I'm like, I don't want to be, can I just be honest? There have been seasons and times and messages and, and times, listen, since I have been a pastor that I didn't want to be a Christian. Y'all ain't ready for this morning. I didn't want to be a Christian. It sounded like it stunk. This doesn't sound fun at all. What happened to prosperity and blessing and, and fun times? If you're interpreting according to your flesh, there is no prosperity, blessing, and fun times. He Listen, the enemy is the master. At, at getting you to look at things through the eyes of your flesh and making you believe, here's his magic, making you believe 
that God does not want good for your life. He is the master at it. That God is holding something back from you. He, this is how he got Eve. Eve is in the garden and she walks by the tree and the devil says, Did God, is God really holding this back from you? And what's to say? John Bevere preached it on, on Monday night. She looked at it and, and it was pleasing to the eye. She looked at it through the eyes of her flesh and all of a sudden the instruction of God that said, you will be blessed, your life will be good, your life will be great, just follow me, just obey me. All of a sudden that seemed not cool. That seemed like harm. That seemed bad. But the enemy's words seemed good. That's why we can sit in our seats. That's why people don't want to come to a real truth-telling church. Because if you were trying to interpret God's kingdom ways, if you were trying to interpret his system through the eyes of your flesh, this will seem totally lame. This will seem like it's against you and not for you. That is the magic that the enemy puts on this. But if you can learn And I have not learned, but I am learning. So I don't stand up as like one of these superheroes who got it all together. I have not learned, but I am learning what my spirit even is. And to live my life through the eyes of the spirit and not through the eyes of my flesh. He's listening to the preacher preach. I'd be like, man, I can't drink. I can't run around with the girls. I can't smoke. I can't lie. I got to act like a fool and get on my knees and, and sing these cheesy songs. I said, what? I don't want to be a Christian. And then I gave my heart to Jesus and in my spirit, my eyes were open like Paul's where scales fall off. And I see through my spiritual eyes and all of a sudden, I realize that I have been living my life completely and totally the backwards way. And now, since I've been born again, I've been learning how to live according to the Spirit. Amen? Until we understand the paradox within, we'll never understand the paradoxes without. Until you understand that you are not alone in there. (laughs) Until you understand that you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Then the word of God and the kingdom of God is going to seem very confusing. But if we can understand the paradox within spirit and flesh, they are contrary to each other. They contradict each other. There is a paradox living within you. And until we can understand the paradox within, we will never understand the paradoxical teachings of Jesus without. Your flesh will interpret the kingdom way of thinking that God is actually against you, but your spirit will reveal that the way of the kingdom is to show you how much God is for you. Can I tell you this morning? I don't know what you feel like. I don't know what you're going through, but God is for you. He is for you. 
You say, yeah, but man, all you've heard is quit smoking and drinking. Let's keep smoking and drinking. I don't care. Because maybe you haven't learned, but you're learning, and that's okay. That's okay. Because can I tell you something? True change never happened in me from the preacher standing up and preaching. It always happened in me from conviction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? So, so, so to great relief, my job is not to convince you to live a different way. This is great relief to me because for a lot of years, I was the Holy Spirit. Tough job. Tough job. Failed miserably, right? My job is not to change the way that you live. My job is simply to be an ambassador for the good news of Jesus Christ and allow him to do his work in you. Amen. Don't y'all think the Holy Spirit's a better Holy Spirit than me? Amen. <clears throat> Romans eight fourteen. He's so for you. He's so for you. He so wants to bless you. And next week, we're going to talk specifically about how he wants to do that. But for today, we're going to understand that he's for us. Romans 8, 14, it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. God, you're his child. You're his child. When I think about my kid, I think about how there is so nothing bad that I would want for my child. But I've already seen how my children can interpret my heart for them as being against them and not for them because they don't know what I know. But they're learning. You're led by the Spirit of God. You're the children of God. Verse 15. For your spirit does not make you slaves. Your flesh says that if you'll, if you'll go with God, that you will be a slave. You'll be a slave to the church. You'll be a slave to, uh, my God, won't get to do this, won't get to do that, won't get to do this. This is going to be awful. I will actually be in bondage if I follow Jesus. I'm just telling you what I've thought before. Your spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear. Listen, you don't have to fear the ways of God. You don't have to be afraid of the things of God. Can I tell you something? That, that, that just until recently, I had to open my mouth and say this out loud, and I couldn't even believe I said it because I couldn't even believe that it was in me. But do you want to know what I said? This is recent. Quentin wants to know. I said, I'm not sure if I want to go with God because I believe that he might make me sick again to teach me a lesson. Now, was that my spirit or was that my flesh? I was actually resisting the ways of God because through the eyes of my flesh, I believed that my father might give me cancer again, might let it come back. Because maybe I haven't fully learned my lesson. Now that sounds like a crappy God to me. And I don't want to be a Christian, if that's true. But see, there's all this kind of stuff floating around on the inside of us. 
It's floating in there and we're wondering why we're not super stellar stoked to be a believer. It's because of the paradoxical way of the kingdom, the backward, upside down way of God that our flesh cannot rightly interpret. And if you, if you cannot understand that if you are going to try to live in the kingdom system while still living according to your flesh, Christianity will stink. See, that was in me and it had been there for a long time. What was that? It says that the spirit does not make you slaves again. I was enslaved to that idea. I was enslaved to that. What was that? Was that fear? Scared to death. Every time I sneezed, I wonder if it was because I had cancer again. God, are you gonna, you're going to make me sick again because, because I'm still screwing up and I probably haven't learned my lesson. And then we wonder why, why, why this, this is stupid. Because our flesh will always, always make it seem that way. John Bevere said something on Monday night that blew my mind. Eve had no history with her flesh. Yet the enemy was still able to access it. She didn't have daddy issues. She didn't have mama issues. She didn't have abandonment issues. She didn't have rejection issues. She didn't have self issues. She had no issues. Yet the enemy was still able to access it. I don't know about you, but I'm not like Eve. I've got issues. So how much more accessible is my flesh than Eve's? So what do we got to do? We better be radical about this thing called Christianity. We better be crazy about this idea. We better not get too frustrated and bogged down in the things that we don't understand and be willing to stick this out so we can learn. I'm going to finish. There is a way that God is communicating. So next week, we're going to specifically talk about some of these things. We're going to look at when Jesus said, to be great, you've got to become a servant. If you want to find your life, you're going to lose it. We're going to look at some of these paradoxical ideas, and we are going to look at them through the eyes of our what? Spirit. Because if you come next week all up in your flesh, the message is going to be awful. And you will be thinking Christianity stinks. But really, it's, it's the way to freedom. It's the way to life. It's the way to blessing. It's the way to increase. Amen? I want to end with, with a video. And, uh, and, and so I want to show you all this video, and I'm going to ask you to pause it uh, halfway through. Whenever I say pause, hit pause. We didn't practice this, so she's nervous. She's freaking out right now. So here we go. We're going to play this video. Can you guess what song this is? There are no tricks here. Fear but for more heart never Yanatut 
messages, what, what the message of the kingdom sounds like when we're listening to it through the eyes and ears of our flesh. All right? Now, this isn't rigged. This is a pastor who did this. I don't have this much time, but uh, let's play it and see what it happens whenever we listen and understand through the eyes of our spirit when the kingdom is communicated to us. Reverse <laughs> Oh, say, can you see, I answer the eyes, what surprise we ate that thy lights as the meat, whose stripes and rights rise, who the perilous eyes, for the remarks we washed as the gallant is the mean. And the rockets range, where bottoms I can't believe y'all didn't stand up. <laughs> we can get all political right there, but I won't. <clears throat> Is that cool? <clears throat> it's just me or I'm impressed by stuff like that. That's what it is, guys. Literally. Literally. Whenever we're trying to understand the kingdom through the eyes of our flesh, it is gibberish. It makes no sense and it seems silly. But when we can open the eyes of our spirit, when we can open the, open the eyes out of who we really are, God's child, loved and accepted totally by him, then it makes sense. This kingdom makes sense. So here's your homework this week. Y'all want some homework? It's a prayer. It's a prayer. I want you to pray this this week. You have to pray it right now. But the prayer is, God, open the eyes of my understanding so that I can discern the difference between what my flesh and my spirit are. I want to see through the eyes of my spirit so I can understand your ways. Amen? I dare you. Dare you to pray that. I see some people writing it down. Donna's writing it down. If you forget what it is, ask her. Call her, text her, blow her up. And she'll help you remember. And let's see if next week when we come in and we discuss some of these 
ways to increase in God's kingdom that are paradoxes. We'll be able to rightly understand them because we're viewing them through the eyes of our spirit and not the eyes of our flesh. Amen? Father, we love you this morning. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your way. Father, I thank you for speaking to us this morning. God, I thank you that your kingdom is a system and it has a way, a language to understand how it works. So Father, open the eyes of our spirit this week, our understanding to know the difference between what flesh and what spirit is. Teach us, Father. None of us have completely learned, but I thank you that we're all learning. Father, I pray that everyone would leave today encouraged, full of hope, full of love, full of joy, full of peace, God. God, I thank you that we've received a spirit that does not enslave us, that does not put us in bondage, that does not want to harm us and do bad things to us, but it, it's, it's a spirit that wants to set us free. It wants to show us what it's like to truly live free. It's a spirit that can, out of our spirit, can cry, Abba, Father. God, I thank you that you're a good God. We love you this morning. We bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. God